Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be how to build the life you deserve. Well, I've actually got three different email success stories, ranging from one guy who's been following me for six months, another one who's been following me over two years, and another one who's been following me for a full six years. So you get to see a good range of how these men's lives have been changed by implementing the things that they learned in my two books, How to Be a 3% Man, and my latest one, Mastering Yourself, which was published in 2018, which if this is your first video of mine that you're watching, you can actually go to understandingrelationships.com, which is my website, and you can subscribe to the email newsletter, and you can read both of my books for free, so you can start on your journey to making your life better, so you can reach your full potential and accomplish your grandest goals and dreams, and join these three men as part of the 3% Club. And in honor of Scott Adams and his simultaneous sips, let's take a simultaneous sip of nice, healthy, alkaline water. And by the way, if you're, this is my latest design. This actually, 3% Club was suggested by one of the viewers that I should do, we should do a mug with 3% Club so you can see it. These are available at teespring, T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G.com, or you can just Google Teespring Coach Corey Wayne and you'll find the store. It's got this mug and all the others and t-shirts and stuff that I have available if you're so inclined to support my work. So with that said, let's go through the first email success story, but before we do that, I've got a quick quote, success quote, motivational quote that I wrote for the topic of this email. Because the reality is the majority of people who come to me, they're usually, and you'll see with all three of these guys, they're all showed up when they had a breakup. And like most people, they think, I've got to get this girl back. And you'll see after a while, these guys, all three of these guys realize they didn't really want her back. So, and their lives have turned out great because of that. And I mean, the reality is if you look around, all you have to do is walk outside your door Pretty much 99% of the people that you're going to encounter are living way below what they're capable of living. They settle in their careers. They settle in their businesses. They settle in the people that they deal with. They settle in their friendships. They settle in their relationships. And they just settle for a life of mediocrity. And so keep in mind, as you go through life and you start to strive for new things, you're going to have people that you thought were on your team who are either afraid that they're going to lose you or they just don't like the fact that you're going for the things you want. Because if you're going for your dreams and they're not, how do you think that makes them feel about themselves? Obviously not good. So if they can get you to give up like they've given up, then they don't feel so bad. So with that said, let's go through this quote that I wrote. And the quote says, our greatest triumphs tend to often come from our greatest tragedies and setbacks. When parts of our lives dissolve, it can feel like it's the end of the road. The reality is that life is like peeling the layers of an onion. We shed the old to expose new possibilities, new realities, and get a fresh start to become better than we were before. Sometimes life feels hopeless and like it's never going to get any better. I've had that moment so many countless times in my life that I've experienced that thought. It's always darkest before 
sunrise, as they say. So as, there's also another saying. It's like if you're going through a difficult time or a difficult journey, keep going. That's the important thing is to keep moving forward. So back to the quote. As long as you keep moving forward, taking action towards your grandest goals and dreams, learning from your mistakes, and refining your approach, success is simply a matter of time. It's easy to be weak and quit. I mean, let's face it. We're surrounded by a society of people where the majority of them have taken the easy road out. They've been weak. They've quit. They've given up. And they don't want anything to do with thinking about the dreams and the things they really want because that's painful. It takes courage and strength of character to persevere in spite of overwhelming odds. Victory only comes after you refuse to quit. And that's the hard thing. That's where we separate the men from the boys. The men keep moving forward even when it looks like it's ridiculous and it's never going to work out and it's just a pipe dream. The weak people, they give up. That's easy to do. It's easy to be a quitter in life. It's easy to be mediocre. It's fucking hard to go for the things you want, especially when you have people in your inner circle who are telling you, you're a fucking idiot. That's never going to work. That's a stupid idea. But if, it's, if you have a burning desire in your heart, if you feel like there's something inside you that's an idea that you want to bring out to the world or something that you want to become, you have to go explore that. You have to go see where that path may lead. Because most people are just too fucking scared of it. And they'll come up with all kinds of excuses, invent all kinds of crazy stories about why they can't. They don't have the education or the money or the time or the health or the connections or whatever it happens to be. And that story is what keeps them from doing nothing. So let's go through this first guy's email. He says, hey, coach, I hope that you're doing well, brother. I've been following your work for six months now and I've read your book six times. I assume he's probably referring to the first one, 3% Man. I found you when I went through a bad breakup. I broke up with a longtime girlfriend because I was not physically attracted. I mean, if you think about it, how many people do you know in your life, people that you work with, people that you see all the time, and you can just look at who they're with and, you know, they're not happy. If they could, if they could be with somebody else, they would be, but they don't have the guts to do anything about it. And that's a fucking tragedy because that, that shortens your life because that's what causes you to lose hope. It takes a lot of courage to leave a relationship when something's missing. In this case, he wasn't really attracted to her. And you'll see she was a really good woman, but there was something missing. And just the fact that he believed that someone was better suited for him out there, that gave him hope. That gave him something to look forward to. He was able to release this woman who he was in a relationship with from his life so she could find somebody who felt more into her than he did. It was better. It's a win-win for both of them, even though it's a horrible thing to go through a breakup. It's too many people in this world have breakups that need to happen in their job or in their relationships or some of their friendships or maybe even breaking up with the city where you happen to live because you want to be somewhere else. Your heart is calling you to go somewhere else. It's fucking hard to do that. It's scary. It's the unknown. What if it doesn't work out? What will my friends and family think? 
He says, she wasn't my type from the start, but I set that aside because I liked her personality so much. I'll never make that mistake again. You can't force attraction. I was the one who couldn't be intimate and had to end it in order to build the life that I deserve. Yeah, in order to build something new, you got to create a space in your life for someone or something new to come in and fill it. It was the hardest decision I ever had to make as I love her dearly, and I'm sure you did. It, seen, it sent me into a bad depression. I'm an online coach myself, and I coach people to their fitness goals all over the country. I'm also a 33-year-old professional bodybuilder, so I've never had a hard time with women. But being in a relationship for so long fucked me up. Yeah, your whole identity is going to become associated with that relationship. And those feelings of guilt that kept you in it, then when you leave you're gonna, and you haven't found anybody new yet, you're going to be thinking back, did I make a mistake? That's something that's definitely going to come up if you're one of those guys that leaves something that's safe and stable but not ideally what you really want. I lost all of my confidence and couldn't speak to women due to being so distraught over the breakup. After spending time alone, letting my emotions do their thing and studying your work, I finally came out of my slump and started dating. Things are going well. I had a date in Chicago where I met a woman's, I went to a woman's upscale apartment that overlooked the lake. We had set up for me to pick her up and go for drinks. Well, we never made it out for drinks. It led to the indoor Olympics, as you say. Next, I was out with some friends at a restaurant, and a beautiful woman walked in and sat down with a friend. We were facing each other, and I caught her looking. Now, this is for most people. This is this is how those moments unfold. It's not like you're out with your friends drinking and trying to look for girls. It's just you sit down, going to a lunch or a dinner with somebody, and then boom, a beautiful woman sits down next to you or across the table. And you catch her checking you out. You got you to gotta go talk to her. You got to at least get the number and maybe have a conversation later. It's just an act of living your life and enjoying your life and having fun and laughing with your friends. You'll get noticed. And women will make it easy for you to notice that they're noticing you. At the end of the night, I said, fuck it. I walked right up to her and told her how gorgeous I thought she was. Total authenticity. You fucking take my breath away. Fuck. Where have you been? I've been looking for you for a while. Come over here. I asked her out on a date on the spot and she said yes. I would have never had the balls to do that had I not read your book. Yeah, because if you think you don't have anything to offer and you've had a crappy strategy up until now... That's a believable thing. Ah, she's not going to like me. There's no way a girl that hot could be into me. Remember, he stayed in a relationship for several years with somebody he wasn't into and wasn't really attracted to. So what, what in his experience would make him believe that he could have somebody like this? Obviously, book by yours truly. He said, I had a different date yesterday with a legit 10, brunette, 20s, fake boobs and all. And she was fit. She was also hot as hell. She mentioned that she goes on lots of dates too. She texted me after the date was over and wanted to text more after saying goodnight, but I didn't continue to text. He needed his beauty rest. She messaged me again today and asked if I'd, so she double texted him, and asked if I'd like to go to the gym with her this week to show her some things. 
I'll bet she wants him to show her some things. I responded with, sure, when are you free to get together? Hang out, have fun, and hook up. The phone is for setting dates. See how easy that was? She likes him. He likes her. He approached her with confidence in the beginning. And she's just opening the doors. Come on, come on over. Just come walk right in. It's pretty easy. In other words, she already liked him. He, he didn't do anything to turn her off. And this is a rare thing for a woman like her. She's probably used to just about every date she goes on, she gets turned off by the guy talking her out of liking them. I have many prospects these days, and now I have no fear of walking right up to a woman, and the future is looking bright. I said to myself, I really love that bald-headed bastard. Thanks for everything, Corey. You truly have given me a gift. I'm eternally thankful. Thanks for this great success story, dude. People like you make the world better because you know what? You give everybody around you hope. If you can do it, then they can do it. Let's go to the second email success story. He says, hey, coach, I've been studying your work for over two years. At first, I was trying to get my ex back. And after reading your book, I saw that I needed to walk away. That proved difficult for me to do because I was weak and desperate. Yeah, when you're in a fearful state, it's like the last thing on your mind is, oh, yeah, there's just going to be somebody else just going to come walking through that door eventually, and it's just going to be magical. It doesn't seem like it, and it doesn't feel like it when you're in that moment. That's why you got to keep fucking grinding on. Because at some point, your life is like this, and your time left just keeps shrinking. And it's shrinking no matter what you do. It's just in between that time, between the beginning and the end, it's... How are you going to spend that time? And it makes sense to take action towards creating the things you want and having belief that it's going to work out eventually. And I've noticed that everything, no matter what you think it is, takes way longer than you expect it to. We all want shit to happen now and we look around at other people that seem to be getting things sooner than we are and we think, I'm getting a fucking shaft here. What's going on? Where's my happy ending? Where's my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Got to keep plugging along. I kept reading your book and realizing I needed to walk away. I still couldn't bring myself to do that, but I did start circulating, hanging out, having fun, and hooking up. At some point, it came to a head. See what I did? And I cut all the women off and quit dating so I could have space to work through my emotions. In my heart, I still wanted my ex. I let myself grieve the loss of my ex. I faced my addictive behavior of jumping into relationships to avoid my pain. Yeah, if you keep running from your problems, they're going to continue to follow you. I read your book a few more times and wrote out a list of everything I was looking for in a partner, visualizing how it would feel to find an extraordinary love. A couple of months later, I began dating again. I felt more centered and settled and I knew what I was looking for. So he got clear about what he wanted. He knew what his outcome was. And then he took action to make it happen. He knew the what and he knew the why. He knew what he wanted and why he wanted it. After a few weeks of dating and hooking up, I met someone special. Of course, she was absolutely gorgeous, but her other qualities are what set her apart from the pack. She was in the process of getting her PhD She had a warm vibe and was genuine, kind, and respectful. It's kind of rare these days, gotta admit. 
She ate healthy and knew what she was looking for, too. And after a few hours together on our second date, she turned to me and said, I really don't get the sense that you're trying to make me your girlfriend. I responded indifferently, yeah, I don't need a girlfriend. My actions communicated how I really felt and that I respected her and liked her, but I wasn't desperate and I wasn't afraid to say it to her face. Now notice she's going to test him here. And she says, I don't think it's going to work out then. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just find me irresistible and you won't be able to let me go. All I could do is smirk because I knew that A, I had been playing my cards right, and B, she liked me. And C, this was going somewhere. Now, a guy who's needy and insecure, what a woman says, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. What do you think he does? Uh, uh, what do you mean? Of course, oh, it'd be great. It'll be this, it'll be that. And he starts trying to use logic and reason instead of just, oh, she's fucking with me. Of course she likes me. What would James Bond think? Of course she likes me. Some, remember, sometimes women feign disinterest or disgust just to see what you're fucking made of. I had another date lined up right after hours were set to end. And as we finished our meal, I told her that I had somewhere to be. She said, do you have another date? <laughs> her directness took me a bit off guard. I was quiet for a second, but decided to just be upfront and tell the truth. Yes. We flirted on the way to my next date, but as she was dropping me off, she refused to give me a kiss. When I got home, so what's interesting is that she turns her head, you get the cheek, and you're like, well, I'm not calling her again. However, however, when I got home, I had a message that if I got bored with all the other women to give her a call. But she was a little upset, didn't give him a kiss because she knew he was going out on a date with another chick. But she still left him a message. She still hit the ball over the net when he probably wasn't expecting it. We've been together for almost two years now, and it's the best relationship I've ever been in. She's loyal, honest, compassionate, intelligent, playful, driven, and fair. She is the definition of a perfect 10. Obviously, his idea of a perfect 10, and that's all that really fucking matters. If you like her and she likes you, it's all fucking matters. So let's go to the third and final success story from the 3% Club. Sure is good water. By the way, people ask me in the comments, hey, what kind of water do you drink? I have a, a Chanson water ionizer, which I talk about that in Mastering Yourself and which, which waters and juices and different things I do. Again, you can read both books on my website, understandingrelationships.com, for free. All you got to do is subscribe to the email newsletter. So the third guy says, Corey, I've been meaning to write you for about six years. Better late than never, dude. We saved the best for last. I started following you back when your phone coaching sessions were $97. That was a few years ago. I'm kicking myself for not taking advantage of that back then. I just wanted to say thank you. I first found your work when I was 33 and got dumped by my girlfriend at the time. I was being needy and controlling. She had had enough and dumped me. I chased her for months and she was seeing another guy who she eventually married. 
I bet that stung like a motherfucker. How do you think he was feeling when that was going on? He was probably thinking, my girl dumped me. Now she's with another dude. And then she goes off and marries that guy. That's fucking, that's not something you want to see. But what was really lacking was he just didn't have a good strategy, which obviously my book 3% Man gave him. She probably already had him lined up towards the end of the relationship. That's probably pretty accurate. If I was a bet man, I'd probably put a wager on that as being true. I found your work and realized everything I had done wrong. I live by a few mantras now that I have learned from your work. Rejection breeds obsession. Scarcity creates value. And what you focus on expands. The strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. The important thing is to mean it. When you walk away, that means you walk away forever. Unless the other person says, now wait a minute, let's talk about this. I didn't mean for it to be forever. Fast forward six years later. I'm currently 39 and a successful physician. What's up, doc? I'm earning the most I have ever earned, and I just landed a job making over $400,000 a year. It's a nice chunk of change. I am married to an alpha female. We have been married 15 months and have been together for almost two and a half years. I've always been good with women and had several beautiful girlfriends over the years. My problem has been that I only cared if they were hot. Yeah, there's lots of hot girls out there, and that's what you'll start to see when you apply what's in my book, 3% Man, is there's a lot of beautiful women, but there's a lot of fucked up beautiful women out there that are not good girlfriends or wives. And unfortunately, because of the nature of the society we live in, there's a lot of those women because the guys that are in our society enable their behavior. Plus, we're propagandized with garbage on TV and in the news and the media all the time. So the likelihood of her being hot and fucked up, the hotter she is, the higher the likelihood. I got involved with all kinds of crazy women that were drop-dead gorgeous but made my life a living hell. It took me till my mid-30s to figure out what I wanted, that I wanted a woman who was a good person, intelligent, beautiful, and a professional. Yeah, that's fucking, you're looking for a unicorn, but they are out there. My wife makes six figures as well and is in healthcare. I've read How to Be a 3% Man maybe seven or eight times and Mastering Yourself once. Okay, so six years you've been following me and so you've read 3% Man seven or eight times. So a little more than once a year. I'd say probably you might want to review it at least once a year. Don't get cocky. Don't get complacent. And that's what happens the longer you're together is you get cocky and you get complacent. And then you're wanting to book an emergency phone session with yours truly. Your books and videos have guided me and helped me refine my thought process over the years. I now read or listen to one book a day on Audible. I've read close to a thousand books and I have written a book as well. That's awesome, dude. You can never stop growing. You can never stop evolving. You can never stop learning. There's always another level you can get there. There's always better that you can be. He says, I've gotten rid of the toxic people in my life and have gotten rid of acquaintances as well as superficial friends. 
I'm only friends with two or three people that I've known for over 20 years each. I was also just on a national television show last month. I have not drank in almost 10 years. I journal every day, I read every day, and I watch your videos each week. I try to grow and get better daily. I hope to have a seven-figure net worth in two to three years. Thanks again for everything you do. Life is really good right now. Keep up the good work. I will do my best. Sorry this is six years past due. Feel free to share this in a video newsletter. Actually, that would be awesome if you did. Well, guess what? Congratulations. I just shared it in a video newsletter. So if you are in a personal or professional situation that you're struggling with and you would like to get my personal help, I do coaching sessions on Skype or phone sessions. You can book either of those options by going to my website, understandingrelationships.com, and book whatever coaching option works for you. Obviously, now all of my the audio version of all of my YouTube videos is now available in podcast form. So if you'd rather listen to iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify or iHeartRadio or any of those others, I am available. I think it's like 17 or 18 different platforms. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 